Hello, teacher friends, and welcome. <laughs> Today is a most exciting day, and that is because this is it. This is episode one of my new little adventure, the Beyond Measure podcast. <laughs> my name is Christina Whitlock, and if you happen to catch the trailer for this podcast, you are already aware that I have gone ahead and declared myself your anytime piano teacher friend. <laughs> and since we are already friends, I am going to start off with a confession. <laughs> I have actually been planning this podcast for at least two years at this point. And it's a project that has been knocking around inside my brain for so long, uh, which actually just means that I have been having conversations in my head with you for a ridiculous amount of time by now. <laughs> in fact, I have at least 86 episodes of this podcast outlined already, <laughs> and I think anyone in podcast land would tell you that is a rather large amount of material. <laughs> and I tell you all of these things just to let you know how excited I am that these conversations have finally moved from inside of my brain to outside in cyberspace. And I couldn't be more thankful that you have found me and that you're giving this podcast a try. So thank you and welcome. <laughs> this podcast is designed specifically for independent music teachers, but I think you will find out very quickly that I am a champion of all educators. Teachers, regardless of field or situation, are my favorite people on the planet, and my very most treasured thing to do is to come along beside other teachers and link arms and just help support each other as we do our part to keep this world spinning, right? <laughs> so again, thanks and welcome to the Beyond Measure podcast. So all that being said, this probably isn't wildly surprising, but we are going to dedicate this first episode of the Beyond Measure podcast to celebrating. And what are we going to celebrate? Well, I'm so glad you asked because we are going to be celebrating ourselves. <laughs> yes, that's right. I don't care if it comes off as self-serving in any way because I happen to think that the educators of the world now and especially today, forever and always, <laughs> deserve a few extra pats on the back, some good shout outs of solidarity, and uh, that is what I'm here for today. Hey, I am going to offer just one quick insertion, and that is the fact that if by chance you are finding this podcast from the future, <laughs> you should probably know that I am releasing this episode in the early fall of the year 2020. And what that really means is that we have been living an existence that we never dreamed for many months now. And we're really not sure how much longer we are going to be living this kind of reality. 
And all of this um, and all of these changes have been brought on by what I am going to refer to as the virus that shall not be named. (laughs) And that is because I personally am very tired and very weary from giving this virus uh, space and time and attention in my life. So I do not plan on dealing with pandemic-related topics here on this podcast, at least very often. But that being said, it's important to place this conversation into context because I believe that teachers of the world have, you know, always had fairly taxing, fairly exhausting careers And yet nothing could have prepared us for the roller coaster ride that the year 2020 has proven to become. So at the same time, I mean, this has been a challenging time to be a teacher or for that matter, to be a human being. But I've got to tell you this, for all of the downs that have come with the year 2020, A huge win for me has been watching the response from the collective music teaching industry. And by that, I mean this. So when there were even the first initial whispers that life was going to be changing, when we all just kind of started thinking about the fact that we might have to move to virtual platforms for a little while... Um, I feel like we had composers and publishers and teachers with specific sets of knowledge about the tech space just emerge out of the woodwork with open arms who were ready to share with us what they knew and how they could help us. I, you know, as someone who's already pretty enthusiastic about being a teacher of music, I have never been more inspired and more proud to be part of this community than when this pandemic hit us because I just saw so many individuals stepping up and offering what they knew and what they had and what they had created all for the purpose of just helping us stay afloat, you know, keeping us in business, but also just keeping us sharing this all-important art of music with our students and with their families. And like I said, you know, for all of the trying aspects of life that have come with the virus that shall not be named on this podcast, (laughs) the one big takeaway that I have come through this with is, wow, it is great to be amongst other music teachers. Pandemic or not, I know all too well how easy it can be for us as teachers to lose sight of that real magic behind what we do. Uh, You know, our lessons just stack upon other lessons upon other lessons day after day. And with that, we can easily fall into more of a mindless routine 
and, you know, basically situations where we find ourselves counting down our teaching hours 30 minutes at a time, right? (laughs) We just check name after name after name off of our list and try to make it to the end of the day with as much sanity left as possible, right? (laughs) Now, I will say that that does not describe the vast majority of my teaching But we've all had those days, right? (laughs) I will say all of those things considered, on the flip side, when we are at the height of our game, we are remembering that we have a great privilege in life, and that is to spend time every week with actual live human beings (laughs) who pay us actual real cash money simply to learn from our experiences. You know, we have people who trust us with a very vulnerable part of themselves. And, you know, we have that responsibility for helping shape how these people view themselves, uh, whether that's as musicians or as learners. But we get that distinct honor of introducing them to new musical experiences. And in the same vein, that means that we get to celebrate their accomplishments on a level that few other people in their lives are going to understand. Isn't that so incredible? Perhaps you've seen this already, but I have a lot of teacher friends who enjoy tracing their lineage of teachers, um, almost like a family tree, back through the ages. And the idea is that if you trace yourself back to your teacher and their teacher um, and on through history, that oftentimes we can find direct links all the way back to the masters, right? So like J.S. Bach, for instance. So I'll give you an example And of course, anytime you're dealing with any kind of family tree, there are always many different branches one can trace, (laughs) but I'll give you my most recent branch, okay? So if I look at my most recent teacher, his name is Jim Helton, and if I trace Jim Helton back to studying with Ian Hobson, I can trace Ian Hobson back to studying with Menachem Pressler. And this is where it gets really fun because Menachem Pressler, if you go to his website, has a breakdown of his teaching lineage. And it is just wild, my friends. (laughs) It is a real, like a who's who of historically significant composers and teachers. Um, It's a lot of fun to see. And I love to show that to my students, first of all, because their eyes just like explode out of their heads when they see all of these names that they are now connected to through me indirectly. (laughs) Um, And also because when I see that giant list of names of all of these historically significant figures in music, I can't help but think of all the names of students that did not make that list. Because of course we know fully well that of all of our music students over our teaching careers, only the tiniest fraction of them are ever going to do anything historically significant enough to land them on any type of recognizable list, right? And at the same time, I think we're also fully aware of the fact that the skills they are studying in pursuit of their instrument are actually leading them to character building traits that, you know, help them find success throughout their lives. So 
perhaps it's an overstatement, but I really don't think it is to say that for centuries, music teachers have been kind of quietly undergirding the success of society, right? Um, And again, I know that might sound like I'm trying to make myself more important than I am, but I truly believe that we are building some really important fundamental characteristics in these humans that we get to work with in our lessons every week. I'm not trying to turn this into some kind of treatise on the many benefits of music study because, frankly, we all know all of these benefits. But just in case you need a reminder today, never lose sight of the fact that as we teach students the art of music, that we are helping them see the benefits that come from consistent, diligent work. We are helping them learn to adapt to new situations to put themselves out there. And of course, one of my favorite benefits of music study is just the fact that we are teaching them how to build a relationship with another human, you know, how to express insecurities and questions and how to trust someone with really a very personal set of skills uh, that we all know come out out when we're studying a music instrument. It's really incredible all of the things that students learn in a music lesson that have nothing directly to do with their instrument, right? And let's not forget, friends, this is really important, that even looking beyond all of those additional benefits that come with music study, we have to remember every day that music is a gift unto itself. It is such a powerful life-giving force for basically everyone I know. (laughs) Whether we realize it or not, we all use music to reflect and to grow and to energize and to mourn and all of the big emotions in the human experience often wind back to music. And for me, in what can sometimes be seen as a more trivial pursuit with your life, (laughs) um, it actually turns out that music is such an important thing to spend your life studying. And truly, my friends, I don't say all of those things to put some kind of like Pollyanna spin on the art of music teaching because let's face it, things are difficult. Uh, Teaching at any point in time comes with its highs and its lows and its, you know, strong tendency to lead educators into burnout types of situations. But honestly, you know, the last seven months or so of our lives have thrown us so many curveballs and so many emotional roller coasters that, you know, I just think it's worthy of our time to kind of refocus right now and remember the many benefits of why we're doing what we're doing. If it's not immediately evident, I am probably one of the most, like, all in music teachers that you are going to find. Um, I am about as enthusiastic about the teaching of music as anyone I know. (laughs) And I say that because, you know, over the last 
seven or so months uh, when we've been living this pandemic existence. I have struggled more so than ever with anxiety and some really kind of deep emotions. (laughs) And there have been many days where I did not see it possible for me to make it through my teaching day. Uh, You know, prior to lessons starting, my kids would be running literal circles around me and I would just be staring at the clock with tears running down my face, waiting, you know, on my teaching day to start and wondering how I was ever going to summon the energy to throw a smile on my face and to try to keep this online learning situation as exciting as I wanted it to be for my students. But time and time again, as soon as I connected on that phone call, um, I would see students' faces And all I would have to do is look in their eyes and I would be able to tell things like that they had been waiting for that lesson all week um, or that they just needed to know that I was still there present in their lives. Uh, I could tell that music was their way of coping with things and that they were anxious and desperately in need of a positive distraction right? Um, I saw students who looked at me so longingly because it was very evident that besides maybe a parent or two, that I was the only adult that was giving them focused attention through their week. Um, Because of course, we were all in survival mode. And, you know, kids certainly had their own set of concerns um, and heartbreaks through this whole situation, you know, and Every time, my friends, that saved me. (laughs) I knew that I was serving a purpose. And time and time again in pandemic life, I am finishing my lessons in such a better mental place than when I am starting them. And if that is not a gift of teaching, I don't know what is. Um, I have been continually thankful for the fact that for the hours I'm teaching, I know what I am doing. (laughs) Uh, Let's not forget that that's a lovely gift (laughs) because the rest of our lives are being spent with questions, right? We're all trying to figure out what's okay and what is safe and not safe and what we should be doing and what we should not be doing. Um, And at least in the, you know, safe harbor of the music lesson, we know what we're doing. (laughs) Hooray! So as we begin to put a wrap on this first episode, I want to offer a toast of sorts. (laughs) And if you're the dramatic type like I am, I welcome you to grab a glass of the beverage of your choice and to raise it with me as I offer a celebration of music teachers. Music teacher friends of the world, I celebrate you. (laughs) I honor the fact that you have done difficult work and that you have done it really well. You have done your best 
to put a smile on your face and to continue to share the beauty of music with your students and with their families, even when you haven't really felt like it. (laughs) I celebrate the way that you have continued to educate yourself. Um, Congratulations, because you probably now know more about the science of hand washing and sneeze guards and the lifespan of respiratory droplets than you ever dreamed possible, right? (laughs) Of course, let's not forget our new education on technology, because some of you now are armed with enough information about platforms and sound equipment and camera angles um, that you could probably open up your own production companies, (laughs) right? (laughs) We've never talked so much about things like Ethernet cables and what it means to enable original sound, am I right? I also venture to guess that perhaps you have accumulated enough music-printed face masks to protect a small country. (laughs) And you, if you're like me, may have even spent time in the mirror with your mask on, trying to decide if your eyebrows are smiling enough to make sure that your students know that you are (laughs) well-pleased. Is that just me? I offer cheers to those of you who have had to find new marketing strategies and for those of you who have had to reimagine your your program offerings. We will all pat ourselves on the back for learning new ways to organize our digital libraries (laughs) and for that ever constant quest now to try our best to recover from screen fatigue, right? (laughs) Hey, while we're at it, let's offer an extra glass to the tax write-offs that are awaiting us in the new year. That's at least one good thing to come out of this, as we've all had to invest in so many new materials and equipment. (laughs) And seriously, and most of all, I just want to celebrate you for adapting, for encouraging, and for making the most of a crummy situation. Teacher friends, if you are someone who has found themselves faced with a lot of resistance or negativity or even just kind of withdrawn interest in your studios, I hope, I really hope that you can find solace in the fact that good work is its own reward in and of itself. And just based on the qualification that you are a teacher of music, I am fully confident that you are a knockout human being (laughs) and you know and just that you have done your best to contribute to the world around you in the most positive way I will remind you that even if they don't readily show it your students do appreciate you for showing up and trying your best and if nothing else, in hindsight, as they grow up and reflect on this wild time in their lives, they are going to remember you as someone who showed resilience and, you know, a way to revise, you know, the the worst of situations and try to, you know, stick it out with fortitude and with a positive attitude. And I hope today you will offer yourself a really nice, strong pat on the back for that very thing. (laughs) So cheers to you, my music teacher friends. Hear, hear.
hey, look, we did it. (laughs) That is the end of episode one. Um, I don't know about you, but I had fun with that. And I think we should do it again next week. Why not? (laughs) Just one small detail of housekeeping before we go. Um, And you probably saw this coming, but I will tell you that one of the main reasons I have struggled to put this project out into the universe is that I desperately do not want to be that girl that is guilty of overly self-promoting herself. (laughs) So if you wanted to be really kind today, I would love it if you would share this episode with a teacher friend or friends of yours. And also if you wouldn't mind leaving me a quick, lovely, positive review on your favorite podcast listening app. That would help ensure, uh, first of all, that I know these conversations conversations are worth putting out there into cyberspace. Um, But also it would keep me from having to overly promote myself (laughs) in every possible avenue. So I would appreciate it so much. You guys are already so good to me here at the Beyond Measure podcast. And I just hope we have many episodes in the future of hanging out and celebrating the joys of our profession. So with all that being said, I will bid you a great day and we'll just see you back here next week. Thanks, teacher friends.